0: Hello and welcome, this is Rev. Billy in the Earth Church here in New York. We're asking ourselves the question, how can we protest? How do we defend the Earth? The environmental movement seems to be paralyzed. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do about the life in the air, and the soil, and the water, the forests, the wetlands, the alpine meadows, Patagonia, the deep ocean currents, Iceland, the earthquakes, the breathing of the earth, we feel that the the human race that we're a part of here, Homo sapiens, is in a death march against its own life. And we don't know how to point that out. It seems you couldn't have a more dramatic story. But we don't have the story to carry the meaning. We don't have the language to carry the story. I think we have the knowledge, we have enough of it to know that we are in this emergency, but... Oh, the people up and down the street, our neighbors... We don't seem to get it. We're not really afraid. We're not afraid, and so since we can't be afraid and really know it's an emergency, how can we have the right kind of hope, grit, courage, how can we really be shouting earth hallelujah, and really believe that the earth will come to us, intelligent conscious, strategizing with us, joining with us, we believe that the earth cultures say, the prophecy, that the earth will reach out to us, that we can join up, is it true, we're ready, somebody give me an earth hallelujah, (laughs) Hallelujah! <laughs> Stand the language, say it again, will you? We hear you in the tsunamis, the flooding rivers, the last breathing of the last koia bird. We hear you in the baking drought, in the downpours, in the slipping faults, in the blooming coronavirus, mudslides, extinction of the white rhino, the memory of the great forests. We hear you in the silence of the... Dead mountains. We hear you in the scream of a new baby that is not human. Earthly.
1: I'm not going to call it deprogram ourselves. It's, to me it's really an issue of how do we recognize ourselves. You know, we need to recognize that we're human beings. Recognize that we're human beings and, and, and our connection to the reality of power is in that identity. Human, our bone, flesh and blood, our DNA, we're literally made up of the metals, minerals and liquids of the earth. We're, shape- we're part of the earth, we're shapes of the earth, like everything of the earth. And we have being, our being, our spirit. You know, and, and that being comes from, from our relationship to the sun sky universe. Because I mean sunlight's literally like the sperm that brings life to the water bearing womb that is the earth. So this is our being is connected to that. And all things of the earth have being because we all have, we're all made up the same stuff just arranged differently and have the same relationship to the s- sun sky universe. Being, we need to so our, the reality of our relationship to power and purpose so to speak is in that identity and and now so how do we recognize and you know get back to that identity I don't have a specific (laughs) I don't have a specific answer but the closest I can say to it is that is that if we would a, a part of recognizing of ourselves is that to recognize our intelligence and understand the value of our intelligence because as human beings our ability to access the reality of our power is through clear and coherent use of our intelligence. See, our intelligence, that's the portal how we, we manifest and access to our relationship into the reality of power as humans, is through, through the use of our intelligence. But we've been imprinted and programmed, you know, I mean, basically where we're at now in the evolution of human beings, we're, we're basically in a period of time in this, in this industrial technological world where the majority of the human beings participate in this reality based upon their fears and their doubts and insecurities, so their perception of their inabilities. So all that was imprinted in there to make us not recognize ourselves. And, and, you know, and, and to understand the power and recognize the power of our intelligences, let's say through our fears and our doubts and in our insecurities, how bad can we make ourselves feel? And how does that affect the people around us? Well that's power. That's our power. That's a a manifestation of our personal power. But we've been imprinted to use it in this kind of a way. But so we do have power. It's in how we recognize it and choose to direct it and use it. So I would say the first step to this is like recognize the value of our intelligence and the power of our intelligence. Because I think that any, any person or people that would Be concerned about saving the earth and saving creation and have this type of an awareness. I I think think that a necessary component to that is to give thanks to their, however one perceives the Creator, give thanks to the Creator, number one, for life, and number two, for the gift of intelligence. To show respect for this, maybe because we need to show respect to our intelligence, and maybe it's a part of our thanks that we give. On a on a on a daily basis, on a in a ritualistic way.
2: Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The Supreme Court has gutted the Clean Water Act. Writing for five justices of the court, Justice Samuel Alito ruled that the Clean Water Act extends only to those wetlands with a continuous surface connection to bodies that are waters of the United States in their own right, so that they are indistinguishable from those waters. Some environmental groups and legal experts estimate that the decision will remove federal protection from half of all wetlands in the continental United States. According to estimates, the decision will prevent the EPA from placing federal protections on as many as 118 million acres of wetlands, an area larger than the landmass of California. The ruling is expected to give farmers, home builders, and other developers far more latitude to disturb lands previously regulated under the Clean Water Act. The ruling affects one of the EPA's most fundamental authorities, its ability to protect upstream waters in order to protect downstream water quality for drinking supplies and wildlife. Experts say greater development upstream could result in silt and pollutants damaging downstream waters and habitat, and reduce the flood control and groundwater recharge benefits of protected wetlands. A devastating 2005 flood that killed 1,000 people in the Indian city of Mumbai was blamed on a tragically simple problem. Plastic bags had blocked storm drains, stopping monsoon flood water from draining out of the city. Now a new report attempting to quantify this problem estimates that 218 million of the world's poorest people are at risk from more severe and frequent flooding caused by plastic waste. The number is equivalent to the population of the UK, France, and Germany combined. About 41 million of those are children, older people, and people with disabilities, the report found. Three quarters of those most at risk live in Southeast Asia and the Pacific region. Plastic waste pollution has doubled in the last decade and is predicted to triple by 2060. Only 9% of plastic is recycled globally. The most commonly observed plastic items blocking drainage systems were bottles, nylon threads from the fishing industry, plastic bags, and sachets. The study said the accumulation of plastic pollution could cause the water level to rise by one meter within the first hour of a flood. 53% of the world's largest freshwater lakes are in decline, storing less water than they did three decades ago, according to a new study. The study analyzed satellite observations dating back decades to measure changes in water levels in nearly 2,000 of the world's biggest lakes and reservoirs. It found that climate change, human consumption, and sedimentation are responsible. German police on Wednesday carried out raids across seven states targeting climate activists of the Letze generation, which has sparked controversy with protesters gluing themselves to roads to block traffic. The raids were ordered in an investigation targeting seven people aged 22 to 38 over suspicions of forming or supporting a criminal organization. Fifteen properties were searched two accounts seized and an asset freeze ordered. The suspects are accused of organizing a donations campaign to finance further criminal acts. The activists argue that their protests are vital in the face of inadequate action taken by the government and society in general to protect the environment and prevent catastrophic global warming. Astronomers have discovered an earth-sized exoplanet or a world beyond our solar system that may be carpeted with volcanoes called LP 79118D, the planet could undergo volcanic outbursts as often as Jupiter's moon Io, the most volcanically active body in our solar system. The global loss of wildlife is significantly more alarming than previously thought, according to a new study that found almost half the planet's species are experiencing rapid population declines. The main factor is the destruction of wild landscapes to make way for farms, towns, cities, and roads. But climate change is also an important driver of species decline, and is predicted to have an increasingly worse impact as the world warms. The study's authors analyzed more than 70,000 species across the globe, spanning mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, fish, and insects, to determine whether their populations have been growing, shrinking, or remaining steady over time. They found 48% of these species are declining in population size, with fewer than 3% seeing increases. Under certain circumstances, Triphophyllum peltatum, a rare tropical plant, develops into a carnivore. Trifophyllum peltatum is a unique plant, native to the tropics of West Africa. It is the only known plant in the world that can become a carnivore under certain circumstances. Its menu then includes small insects, which it captures with the help of adhesive traps in the form of secretion drops. Around 200,000 people have been displaced due to flash flooding in central Somalia as the Chebel River bursts its bank and submerged roads. Almost 40% of forest area burned by wildfire in the western United States and southwestern Canada in the last 40 years can be attributed to carbon emissions associated with the world's 88 largest fossil fuel producers and cement manufacturers, according to new research that seeks to hold oil and gas companies accountable for their role in climate change. Up until relatively recently, the public posture of the climate science community was that no individual extreme event could be attributed to global warming. That changed in the early 2000s, and extreme event attribution has since become a robust subfield of climate science. A new global study shows that both conservation and farming production can improve when women farmers are more involved in decision making. The study, published in the journal Communications Earth and Environment, aimed to look at the effectiveness of paying farmers monetary incentives to protect the environment, but found that such payments are not necessarily reliable. More reliable are women's decision-making roles. The findings add to a growing body of research about women and decision-making in agriculture. Yet, globally, women hold a minority of leadership positions, particularly in environmental sectors. Individual fish in schools scatter in unison when a predator is in their midst. Such precisely coordinated group movements and immobility during threats have long been observed in insects and mammals. Now a brain pathway has been discovered that enables individual animals to rapidly coordinate a unified response with no rehearsal required. Examples of coordinated defensive responses in nature are numerous. Oxen, for example, form a circle when they face a threat. Synchronization under threat is an evolutionary conserved survival mechanism and occurs across species, including humans. Researchers studied parts of the brain that process and remember fear and social information, and they found that a specific connection between two parts of the brain, the ventral hippocampus and basolateral amygdala, plays an important role in coordinating behavior when faced with a threat. And now the sounds of extinction. York groundsel. York groundsel was a cheerful yellow flower that slipped into global extinction in 1991, thanks to overzealous application of weed killer in the city of its name. But now the urban plant has been brought back to life in the first ever de-extinction in Britain, and it's flowering once again along the railways of York. The species of groundsel was only ever found around the city and only evolved into its own species in the past century after non native Oxford ragwort hybridized with native groundsel. York groundsel was discovered growing in the car park of York Railway Station in 1979 and was the first new species to have evolved in Britain for 50 years, thriving on railway sidings and derelict land. But the new plant's success was short lived as urban land was tidied up and chemicals applied to remove flowers dismissed as weeds. It was last seen in the wild in 1991. Fortunately, researchers kept three small plants in pots on a windowsill in the University of York. These short-lived annual plants soon died, but they produced a precarious pinch of seed, which was lodged at Q's Millennium Seed Bank. In February, six grams of seed, potentially thousands of plants were sown into special plots around York. This week, the first plants in the wild for 32 years began to flower, bringing color to the streets and railway sidings of York. And hear the sounds of the railway where York groundsel thrives.
3: Children's children, why and why for? You couldn't decide about that thing called life. You want to mock as more guns, more sacrifice. Will a child from the future knock on your door? I'm a dead kid from 2044. You don't seem to want your future anymore. The future wants more life.
0: into our bodies, when we risk arrest together to confront the fossil fuel investor class, when we go into the Chase Bank, City, Wells Fargo, B of A, UBS, Royal Bank of Scotland, Royal Bank of Canada, when we go in to confront the poisoners, and the earth is in us then we are the earth. The material in us, the spirit in us, what we have in us that is the earth is in that action. Then it becomes completely different. It's different. It's not a career. It's not environmentalism. And it's stronger. It's clearer. Listen to me. We have got to invent a new way to fight for the Earth. What we're doing right now isn't adding up to less CO2 every month. And a lot of us in this room are doing the right thing, but that's not the point. The Earth is in us. We are the Earth. Some New Yorkers, a little cynicism. Oh, what is that, a kind of DIY spirituality? Well, yes. Ashamed, It's the earth. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah here today. Earth hallelujah. The earth is in our bodies. The earth comes with us as we risk arrest. When we parade, when we go back into public space and take on that 12 billion dollar a year police department. You and me will see you there in public space and we will have the earth rising up in us. It's real. This is not a theory. I'm saying radical memory of who you are invites the earth into our bodies. And then our activism changes
1: and we become agents
0: for the earth.
2: Public Theater just after the show. It'll take us about 15 minutes, and then we're gonna go down to the F train platform where Jordan Neely was murdered, strangled, and uh, we're gonna have an action down there, so please come with us.